Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. So welcome everyone to the Aging Fearlessly program and I want to ask a question of you all today. What sort of people do you attract? I asked myself that very question a few days ago after an event I hosted called Story Room Oz. I pondered the answer as I thought about the people who were in the room that night. So my answer is, I attract people with big hearts and souls, people who care about other people, people who give of themselves, people who help others people who have an open mind, people who want to grow and learn. My two guests today are both men who fit that bill. They are exactly that type of person that I attract. Welcome, Barry Nicolau and Sam McCall. Hello, everyone. Hello, Karen. <laughs> it's good what, to be here. I didn't have far to go. <laughs> no. what you, you live in the area, but yes. what a pleasure to spend time shooting the breeze with you guys today. Barry, we met some months ago on my program. Can you give us a refresher about you and what you do? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess without going too too uh, long into it, uh, I'm a best-selling author. Um, and I guess the reason that I decided to get into the area that, I, that we'll be speaking about today is because you get to a level in life where you feel like you want to make an impact in the world. And everyone does make an impact in the world. Uh, But when you have a big heart and you really want to help people become the best version of themselves, you do start to attract and and get into the zone of people that are also on that journey. Uh, So for me, uh, the book uh, has led to a lot of opportunity. Uh, The 11 Master Secrets to Business Success and Personal Fulfillment um, ended up being a number one bestseller in six countries and 19 categories. And I think it resonated to a degree where you've got people that are chasing success and people that are also chasing fulfillment because you have people that are wealthy that don't have the fulfillment aspect. <coughs> you have poor people that are fulfilled. So, so you kind of want to go, well, I really want uh, the success. I want to look after my family. I want to have a certain lifestyle, a certain quality of life. But then you want to go to sleep at night and sleep deep because you're actually making a really great impact in the world. So that's led me to great people, yourself, Karen, to Sam, and to a handful of others who are also on a journey of understanding that we need to raise the vibration of this planet to let people know that anything is possible. And that sounds like a cliche, but it is not. It, it, mm. is, it, is, it is the fact that we have, to, we have a duty, an obligation to become the best version of ourselves. And that's what certain lights in the world do. Now, you're a light, Sam's a light, I might be a light. There might be a, a thousand other people out there that are lights that can encourage people to do and to be the best of themselves. So that's been my mandate. And that's, been, that's, that's the people that I've started to attract in my life. And it feels damn good to get these people happening in my life. You said that all so well, and I, I agree with you entirely. And mm. um, I have no doubt that you're a light. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it, it means a lot to hear it. I can you feel are, the brightness and, from and, here. Yeah, it's, ra- it's radiating. It's radiating. Hang on. <laughs> yes. It's going to be... Now, Sam 40, and I are going to put our glasses on because we're too... It's going to be 40, 40 degrees in here in a minute. They're going to break into a sweat. And, and that's not menopause. So, no, it's all good. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, and I know sometimes in the wording and then you said, I might be a light, you know, it's, it's, I'm the type of person that would say, I might be a light. And sometimes we have those little self-doubts in ourselves and Mm. it's probably something we'll raise today, Mm -hmm. but I have no doubt, you know, if I pick up the phone to you Mm. within 24 hours, you're back to me and you're so generous with your um, time and with your thoughtfulness of how you 
answer my questions and then later on you'll think about it and maybe come back to me a few days later and that's what I really appreciate. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. It means a lot. Oh, it does. Sorry, I'll get teary (laughs) in a minute. Sam, you are a man of the law, is that correct? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm ashamed to admit it. Yes, I'm a lawyer. (laughs) Do you know, you are speaking at an event soon that I'm hosting and I, I... advertised that event at the end of the last event and I said to them and there's a lawyer yes <laughs> so that'll pique their interest so okay so um you're much more than a lawyer um you really are about helping people grow can you shed some light on what it is that you do well three decades in banking and finance law most of my uh friends and colleagues um are basically lawyers, bankers, and I saw, uh, you know, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, financial planners, and I saw a trend. As they started hitting 50, they lost the ability to have fun. They had broken relationships, uh, uh, health problems, uh, some chronic, um, and, uh, you know, their kids didn't talk to them, but they had lots of money in a bank. And I thought to myself, what kind of effed up success is that? Pardon the French, right? That's perfect French. Right. <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> so, uh, and a lot of uh, my colleagues would say to me, gee, Sam, you've got, you know, you've got your shit worked out. What do you do? And I said, well, I've lived by this framework for, you know, many decades, since the age of 19. I developed two frameworks for living. Life strategies. Everyone's really good at business strategy, but not very good at life strategy. So I started sharing that. And uh, a lot of my colleagues that uh, would really never tell me these things started coming out and saying, hey, uh, dude, I'm suffering from depression. I said, wow, really? I always thought you were really solid. Or I've got a broken relationship. Or, geez, I have diabetes. And, uh, or heart disease. And you know, all this stuff started coming out because I started doing keynotes um, on health and wellness Accident, just by accident, because um, at, a, at an event where I was speaking, teaching lawyers how to become better entrepreneurs, someone asked me the question, uh, you know, how did you uh, grow such a uh, you know, large business so quickly and you became number one in, your, in banking and finance law? And, and they expected me to talk about operational efficiency, um, you know, automation, I'm a great lawyer and I have a master's degree and all that. And I said, actually, it, what I found is that if you grow people, you're starting with yourself, you grow a business. Mm. And if anything, in my, in my law firm, what made it successful is I started developing people. Uh, so I would, t- you know, it's health trumps intelligence. So if you want a successful business, don't, don't think that your intelligence is what's going to get you there. It's your energy levels. Energy is the new current is the currency in the 21st century. It's not time, it's not money. So the question then becomes, if you're listening right now is what kind of energy do you have? And I don't mean just physical energy, high energy. I mean your mental energy, your emotional energy, even your spiritual energy. What and I know Barry, you're into that. So what type of energy are you giving out? Mm. Because there's an inv- invisible force that uh, connects people, and it's our energy levels. You can feel people's energy when they walk in the room. Mm. So you have interactions in the day with your family, um, arguably with yourself, right? Um, with your lover or your partner for life. Uh, with your clients, with your friends. These are five key relationships. The question is, what energy are you bringing to every interaction? And I love what Barry said. Barry said, I want to make an impact. You know, we all want to make an impact. But start with those five interactions. Mm. The impact doesn't have to be grand on a global scale. Mm. can be, you know, the person that served you coffee this morning. Or, you know, did you wake up and kiss your partner this morning? Did you... You know, give words of encouragement to your children. Did you call your best friend? Did you call your mum? Did you call your dad? You know, we can make an impact in our own little way. So I started a higher branch success academy on the back of all the dysfunction and disease that started setting into people that have been in the corporate world for, you know, a few decades. And uh, so I've been really on a uh, – I'm an activist, I call myself, right – uh, on a journey to get people to wake up and say your purpose in life here is not just to make money, but it's mm. to have fun. Mm. 
We only get one chance, don't we? There's no dress rehearsal in this world. Absolutely, And yeah. We, yeah. you want to get the most and be the best that you can be in, whether it's 100 years, it's a short time, really, in the expanse of the universe. In the room with me today is Barry Nicolau and Sam McCall, and we are chatting about business, starting business, life, and guys, I think I hear often, you know, it's such a busy world, and our envi- the environment we live in, there's so much noise. There's the social media noise. There's the noise that perhaps our own inner critics make, the expectations we set ourselves, the goals, are they realistic, unrealistic, um, and the pressure on ourselves to be perfect and to get it right, and when do we pivot? There's so many questions, and Barry, mm. I phoned you, um, it was probably a week after Christmas, and I was absolutely in overwhelm because I have a full-time job and I do Story Room and I have my podcast. Mm -hmm. And someone said, oh, you need to build a calendar and get more followers. And I just went, how the frick do I do all this Mm -hmm. as one person? Mm -hmm. I don't have time. Mm -hmm. Mm. Your advice, please, Mm. (laughs) Barry. How long do you have? (laughs) uh, An arm, a piece of string, I don't know. Uh, Listen, I I think... um, I'm under the, uh, you know, you go through life and you think you've got a few things worked out and then life has a really good way of showing you that you don't. Like you, you've, you've got to create new frameworks consistently, I believe, to, to, to adapt to the environment and the new person that you are, okay? But for me, um, I'll give you a quick story and this is a very vulnerable story in me and it, it, it basically illustrates what we're trying to say, Okay. I've known a friend, uh, he's a very wealthy friend, um, he, he has worked seven days his whole life for the last 30 years, very successful, owns shopping centres, owns a lot of shares, owns a lot of real estate, blah, blah, blah. He's got two sons and every conversation I have with him is about how he's very, very uh, upset with his boys that he, they don't have the drive in them, right? And I would, I would understand and I would empathise and I would sympathise and I would listen and I would listen and I would listen. And I would listen. I've had that conversation with him for about eight years, that same conversation. And I realized the other day, it's taken me so bloody long, that I'm not making any difference in his life. You're a slow learner. Oh, well, I'm really, really slow. <laughs> Sam knows this, right? And, and I, I realized something. And, and I, I took a leave of absence from the friendship. And it wasn't anything that was said. It wasn't anything. I just stopped calling. And i tell you what that did. Um, it allowed me to put energy into forward-moving ideas and forward-moving um, areas that I want to. All of a sudden, I could call Sam. All of a sudden, I could, I could speak to you, Karen, for half an hour on the phone and discuss some ways forward and ways that we could be sabotaging ourselves. So I think the, the, the golden nugget for me has been, yes, I do miss the conversations with this friend of mine, um, but... I, you have to realize when certain matters are stagnant and doesn't matter how much water you're going to, you're going to pour on that plant, it's not going to grow. So you, for me, I look at that and I think, what's important? Who can I help? And not, uh, do I put a fee to that person and they ha- I have to get paid for that help. It's about being there in service of everyone and anyone that you can come in contact with. And once I did that in areas that were important to me, things started to move really quick. And it was a wake-up moment. I'm not sure if that answers your question or not, Karen, but you've, you've got to put yourself in the mindset of understanding, first of all, who you are, second of all, what you want, and third of all, how can I be of service? That's what, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. And that conversation, as much as you benefited and I benefited, I felt probably just as good as you moving away with some key strategies that you can implement pretty much straight away. And I guess one of those biggest ones are just don't don't compare yourself to what others are doing and don't take every little bit of advice that you hear from every other single person. Just focus on the people that matter and all of a sudden things start to move. Like you, you've only got so much water in your glass. You can't, you can't pour it in 10 different glasses, right? So you've got to focus on which glasses you want to pour it into for that day. Yeah. You can't because you can, if you that's have a ten, great analogy, isn't <laughs> it? Oh, God, yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Yeah. You've only got 12 hours of, of, of wake time or what, 16 hours of wake time. You can't, you can't do everything. So, Karen, I have one question for you. Oh. Because <laughs> um, you I've mentioned... I've just got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, because you asked Barry, how, how do I do all this? Yeah. The big question is, why do you want to do it? And mm. what did we talk about that we day? We talked about Finding why. your why. And yeah, Barry so... said, write down your whys. Well, my, my framework... Uh, I mentioned earlier we have two frameworks at a high branch that I designed uh, at a very young age uh, out of uh, adversity, and Barry has heard the story on stage. Mm -hmm. But one of those frameworks is the what we need to focus on in life. And, but you have to have a why in each of them. The what fills fu eight fundamental human needs, and they are the first fundamental human needs for energy, right? That's represented in high branch by the tree of health the second is the need for intimacy it's represented by the tree of love the third is a fundamental human need for unconditional love and support and that's represented by the tree of family the fourth is and this is where i think you're both focusing on is the fundamental human need for fulfillment now, I'm not going to go through the other four. If people are curious, they can go to ahigherbranch.com and have a look. But with, when it comes to fulfillment, that's represented by the tree of work. Okay? So you've got to have a why in each of the, one of those eight areas. So you've got to ask yourself, why am I doing all this? And am I robbing my energy, myself uh, of energy, time in the other areas of life? If you are devoting too much time for the tree of work and neglecting uh, you know, the tree of love, the tree of family, the tree of learning, the tree of friendship, the tree of wealth and the tree of charity, then you've got to focus – your focus shouldn't be on what impact should I be making in this world. It's why am I doing this? And your first love has to be for yourself. You know, the, um, are you having fun doing it? Now, if that starts becoming – no, I'm not having fun. I'm feeling overwhelmed. You're not being kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't be, you can't be um, uh, charitable to everyone else and say, I want to make a difference in people's lives but destroy yourself in the process. No one wants that for you. Mm. So you, it's a question of priorities. Now, I always prioritize my time and energy for the eight areas of life. If something does not fit in any one of those areas, I simply don't do it. Mm. Yeah. That's a very, very good question and a very, very good lesson. And I'm not just for myself, but for everybody, because it's just, yeah, I think we often get caught up on whether you want to call it the mouse wheel, the merry-go-round, running around in circles, doing mm. what we don't love doing. Yeah. Um, it, um, you know, I love running an event of Story Room and seeing the people and hearing the stories. Mm. Um, but sometimes it takes a lot of energy to do that mm. and I'm not filling myself up enough. Mm. Yes, mm. exactly. And that's, that's where priorities come in. So you, you, you can have some loves that you want to pursue. I, I love a lot of things, but sometimes you've got to prioritise. If you have enough energy... In our framework, uh, the second framework allows you to boost your energy to incredible levels where you can do meet all eight fundamental human needs. But a lot of us don't hit those peaks as to what athletes call peak performance. So we, we get to a stage where, look, I've only got a certain amount of energy and attention bandwidth, so I have to prioritise. First priority is self. Second priority, so that's the health, love, family, work. So you go in those, uh, that uh, order. But the first priority is yourself. And it's no good um, if, you're not, if you're burning out, if you're feeling overwhelmed, then all your interactions with your friends, your family, your, your partner is, uh, is not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to add anything to I that? Would, the only thing I'd add for what Sam's just said is that I do think that a lot of people are at different levels in their lives. You've got the, the single person. You've got the married person with no children. You've got... Like we're in a situation now where we've got a, an almost a four-year-old and a six-month-old, so sleep is really important in our house right now. It's a priority, and um, um, there would be there would be people listening to this saying, "No, well, Sam and Barry and, and Carrie, you guys don't get my situation. My situation is very unique." And I guess what I want to say is, yes, it is, 
but if you do not carve out self-time, if you like what Sam was saying, if you don't put that life jacket on, you're not going to be saving anybody. Yeah. And it's a really good analogy, but it's a, it's a good analogy for a reason. Mm. It's because you, you can't drive anywhere with no petrol in your tank. You can't even drive to get more petrol. Yeah. You, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so you've got to, uh, whether it's four in the morning or five in the morning, you just got to carve out time. And for me, my, my latest routine is the kids are in bed at 8 p.m. Like both kids are asleep at 8 p.m. I go for a four-kilometer walk with my earphones in, listening to my favorite songs. And when I come back home, have a shower and go to bed, I feel so relaxed. The physical exercise is done and I've breathed in nature. You go, I go on this walk and I, I think about the 10 things that I'm most grateful for. And I run through them. And funny enough, Karen, they're not physical things. They're, they're, they are in a sense, like, you know, like your nails are growing, your heart's beating, you can see, you can taste beautiful food, you can, you can smell the, 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 the flora and fauna of coming into a mm. new city. Like the, the mm. basic stuff, not how much money I've got in the bank or what I'm driving and where do I live. And that stuff's just... Material. Just, it doesn't matter. Like it, no. it, it's great, but it does, you're not going to go to dying and you're going to go, oh, at least I live in this suburb. You're not going to say that. Yeah. You're going to go, how did I help people impact the world? That's why I love what Sam's doing. I love what you're doing. And I love what Story Room's about because... Through stories, like, and Sam's got an, um, this is why, uh, please, you know, listen to Sam's story. Sam's story, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, it catapulted you into who you are today because you saw a sacrifice that your mum and dad made to leave, to, to actually leave Lebanon, right? And what they risked to come to a, to a country with not knowing anything. Like, how do we make our next dollar and what do we do? We've got language, children. everything. Like, from scratch. So if Sam's parents have been through that, and it's all funny, it's like adversity is built into our biology for us to grow. Like, it has to be there. Wow. Like, Quotable quote. Well, yeah. It's baked yeah. into our biology. If we do not go down hardship, life cannot give us the rewards we're after. And this is where people looking for the easy path get stuck. Because they want the quick money, they want the quick holiday, they want the, the instant fix, the instant gratification, but they don't want to go through the pain. Mm. And if you look at a lot of great immigrants that came to Australia, if you look at their backstories, it is war, it is, it is every part of human decency uh, that, we vet, that we take for granted today is just out the window because of what they've been through. Uh, mm. Earlier you said the things you're grateful for, yeah. and, I, and I think sometimes mm. we are we do tell ourselves we're grateful for the car we drive or the job we have or whatever, but country to country, mm. what people are grateful for is just the food on the table. Yep. Easy or that the, 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 the rain came down so the rice will grow. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's more in tune with, with the world than the material things in yeah. life. Again, my, my, uh, if you ask me, Sam, what are you grateful for in life, I, I cycle through the eight areas that I mentioned earlier. So yeah. that's always my, that's my North Star. It, wh- where are your goals, Sam? Mm. It's in the eight areas. So you can't, you can't go wrong because those eight areas are universal, whether you live in Ethiopia or London. And it, like Barry said, and I love the point he made, they're, they're not physical things, they're not material things. Um, and uh, which means they can't be taken away from you. I'm in the studio today with Barry Mac- Barry <laughs> Barry Nicola. You can, you can, it doesn't matter what you call me, does it? It doesn't matter. What you, I'm just in the studio with Barry Nicolau and Sam McCall, and we've been having. I've been getting some great advice as to why do I do what I do, and mm. we're talking about you know the areas of life that are really important. So, Sam. What are your five tips for the listeners on living life on their terms? Living life on their terms. Or, well, okay. Or, or, or just, <laughs> it doesn't even matter about terms, but what think, are your five <laughs> best tips for the listeners? I think um, I, I do want to address what that means, though, living okay. life on your own terms, because for a lot of people, it means getting their way. Mm. Ah. Right. And it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't look at life with every interaction, whether it's business or Barry, you mentioning earlier, you know, some suppliers are letting you down, you're, mm. you know, they're mm. not meeting the deadlines. Mm. The thing is, if you go in with an expectation that you're going to live life on your own terms 100% of the time, you're going to be disappointed mm. all of the time. 
So even if you're winning 51% of the time, put it in the win column and move on. And that goes for relationships as well, mm. right? Because a lot of people break up in relationships because they're not getting their way. And the thing is, when are you ever going to get your way in life with everything? You can't, right? People are different. They want different things. In business, that's the same way. That's so true. And I suppose that's the meaning of give and take, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what are my five tips? Now, I've come pre-rehearsed with this. Not When I say pre-rehearsed, you, 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 let, you told me that you wanted me to share my five tips, and it's, I've known these five tips forever, yes. right? And I call them the five S's. Mm. Okay, and that's how I remember them. Shoes. <laughs> uh, Would sex be one? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sustenance. Well, <laughs> the five tips are, number one, you need to sleep more. Mm. Okay. Forget about diet and exercise. Okay, they're secondary. Your number one superpower for boosting your energy levels, for getting your body into a state of autophagy where you're uh, slowing down aging, um, sleep is absolutely essential. And if you want to monitor how you're going with your sleep, uh, I, I bought something called the Aura Ring, O-U-R-A. You can get, uh, buy it at oura.com. It lets me know how my sleep is, whether I'm going to REM, deep sleep, tells you when uh, you should be going to sleep, your heart rate variability, everything. Now, this all comes from sleep. Human growth hormones, uh, 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 you know, brain neurotropic factor. Um, mm. that there's so many things. There's so much science about this. And if you want to know more, Dr. Matthew, or Professor Matthew Walker. Now, so that's my, the first S is sleep. Second is sunshine. Okay. You know, we, we have four nutrients that we take into our body. We focus on food, water, we often forget air, and we always forget sunshine. We are literally uh, uh, solar-powered. We have receptors on our skin that take in the sunshine and turn it into not just serotonin, uh, but melatonin. And melatonin is not just for inducing sleep. It actually produces uh, mm-hmm. energy. So number one is sleep. Number two is sunshine. And obviously everyone knows the benefits of vitamin D when it comes to sunshine. The sun on your eyes in the first 45 minutes, last 45 minutes of the day uh, produces so many uh, feel-good hormones. The spectrum of light in the morning is energy boosting. The spectrum of light in the afternoon, when I say after the last 45 minutes, is sleep inducing. Um, And that's a beautiful thing that nature does, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The spectrum of light is different. So the worst thing you can do in the morning is wake up and put on sunglasses in Mm. the first 45 minutes. The sun's not going to harm you in the first 45 minutes or the last 45 minutes. So so number one, uh, sleep. Number two, sunshine. Number three, socializing. Mm. Now, most of your listeners are in their 50s, right? Mm -hmm. You mentioned for over 50s. Let me tell you, if you're not having fun by now, it's a tragedy. Your 50s, you should be now focused on having fun. So fun is synonymous with socialising. There's an art to socialising. There's an art to having fun mm. that we often lose you know, on the way to adulthood. By the time we get to 50, we think, oh, we've got enough money. We've paid off the mortgage. The kid's maybe now getting close to you know, leaving the nest. But I don't know how to have fun. Now, that's a tragedy. So socialising, learn the art of socialising. Socialising is the third S. Super important it's, um, it, uh, um, it has so many feel-good hormones, one of which actually um, neutralizes pain. Did you know that socializing is the best painkiller out there? <laughs> no wonder I don't have a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you socialize. That We are social beings. We need that interaction. So, you know, write down your three closest friends and if you don't have any three closest friends, because I always say every person should have at least three close friends. You know, these are friends that you can pour your heart out to, but also friends where you can clown around and be yourself without fear of judgment, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because your relationship with your friends is different to your relationship with your partner, right? You, you can't do a lot of things in front of your partner that you do with your friends, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. especially guys at the footy, right? We <laughs> the way we behave, um, and that's how it should be. So that's the third S is socialising. Uh, the fourth S is uh, is sex, right? Now, I don't mean literally sex. What I, I 
I said sex because it's a lot sexier to have the fourth S, right? But what I'm talking about there is intimacy, physical and emotional. You need to get physical and emotional intimacy in your life because that's what boosts creativity. Um, it's, it's almost like when you wake up from sleep, right? You feel amazing. If you've ever had a power nap in the afternoon, you wake up and suddenly you can hear the birds and notice the, you know, the, the, the breeze and life is great. Well, intimacy gives you the same, you know, it's potent. And um, uh, that's why I prioritize a tree of love as the second most important area of my life. You know, many a song or a, you know, bridge has been built or a, you know, building has been created and designed by someone in love who has that, you know, physical and uh, emotional intimacy. So you should not apologize for the word sex because we need that, right? Mm. And anyone who thinks, oh, it's taboo and, you know, Mm. well, you're not being true to yourself because every one of us wants to be loved, Mm. right? And to be loving to another person. Every one of us likes to be touched, and every one of us likes uh, intimacy. I mean, that's, that's the truth. So that's my fourth S. So just to recap, sleep, sunshine, socializing, socializing and, sex. and sex. And, and notice there's no, there's no you know, diet tip in there or you know, exercise routine you should be doing or meditation. These four S's are more powerful than anything else on the planet. I'm just wondering what number, number five. five is. Okay, number five is a negative. It's flipped. It's what you should stay away from. Ah. Okay. And it's social media. <gasps> okay. I, I recently coached someone who was seeing a therapist for many, many months, and she gave up on it. And her husband said, talk to Sam. Now, as a lawyer, I'm a bit of a pain in the butt. I'll keep cross-examining someone till I find out what the real issue is. So I gathered that her real issue was social media. I said, do you like what you're going through right now? She said, it's terrible. It's the worst period of my life. Would you do anything to get rid of it? Absolutely. Okay, I want you to take your phone out now and get rid of Facebook. Close the accounts, Facebook, Instagram. Do you have the guts to do that? Is your love for yourself more powerful then you need, you know, to be liked on social media. And she did it. And let me tell you, within two weeks, she called me in tears. She said, Sam, I've never felt better. Now, this is just one story out of many, including, uh, you know, my own children. Social media is toxic. Uh, So is news media, okay? But for people who love the news, you know, allow yourself three minutes in the day. Pick a quickie news update, and that's it, right? <laughs> You're it's nodding, all I Karen. do these days. I was going know. to add to what Sam just said. I think it's the psychology, the addictive behaviour that goes into social media that we're unaware of. Well, Dr. Guy Winch recently said to me in a, uh, uh, in a podcast mm. that it social media works on that same part of the brain as heroin. Mm. So. That's my uh, fifth uh, S and my fifth tip. That, um, honestly, so powerful and, uh, you know, so simple, really. And you remember five S's? Absolutely. Especially the fourth one, six, right? (laughs) (laughs) Barry. I wish mine were as simple as Sam's. I think mine are a little bit more convoluted. And and, um, I guess I'm coming from a point of um, being lost, and then finding your North Star, as Sam put it earlier. Um, and Sam's framework's really good um, in that respect. But my journey hasn't been a straight line, and like most people, it's been a zigzag spaghetti bowl. Um, and, and I'm somewhere in that meat sauce right now. Um, you'll never look at pasta the same way again. <laughs> Don't put too much parmesan on top, please. Um, so I guess my first tip um, is, and this has been very personal for me, and I hope it resonates for the people that are listening. So my first uh, port of call um, was to identify the truest, highest expression of who I am as a person. 
Now, that might sound um, esoteric, it might sound deep, it might sound spiritual, it might sound whatever. And at this point in my life, um, it means everything to me, and I hope you take it in the spirit that it is being said. So what I mean by identifying the truest, highest expression, mm. who are you as a person? What experiences have you had to date? What talents do you have? What education have you, have you learned? And all of that combined, uh, who are you? apart from your name and who you are as a family member. Like, who are you as a person? So identifying that. Um, number two is um, I find that uh, most people stand on the edge of belief and doubt. They stand on that. They are really good at sitting on that fence. They've got mar marks in their butt because they've been sitting on that picket fence all of their lives. Oh, do I believe in this? Oh, yeah, I've <laughs> researched to this. And, and I think they call it in scientific terms i think it's called a cognitive bias meaning that you will always seek out information that you agree with right so when you sit on a fence of belief uh, my advice would be pick a side like if you believe something is true and you and you and you know it makes sense to who you are as a person don't put the brakes on like hit the gas go that way all right because there is something that the world needs that you've got that you have to go in that direction. And sometimes it can feel like you're lost, but you're not if, you, if you're true to who you are as a person, right? That's my second one. The third one um, is, and this has probably been a huge challenge for me, is not tying my commercial success or failure to my self-worth. Mm. Mm. Huge, huge, huge. Because it does. And, and I'm going to be gender biased here. As a man, uh, you do feel that the money you bring into the house has a direct reflection on who you are as a person and your self-worth. And if you can find a way to separate that and go, uh, what I am trying to achieve, uh, this, uh, I guess the whole failure versus being a failure conversation you failed at something you haven't really failed at anything you've just discovered a new way to do something and it that has yielded specific results if you do not like the results you've achieved then you can always tweak it to achieve better or worse results still so for my my thing is don't and just quickly uh, and I'm, i have to go into this to explain myself we have a friend that comes over for dinner and she will change her opinion to match the loudest voice in the room. Mm. So if the loudest voice in the room says, I don't like Chinese food, then she will automatically not like Chinese food. Even though the week before she went to a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> so, so this is the, and I leave and I have a glass of wine with my wife, Lana. And I'm like, did you notice that uh, <laughs> she was raving how good the, <laughs> the dim sims were? <laughs> and then all of a sudden she doesn't like, it's because people will, they want to be a, a pleaser. Yes. She wants to be well, a You want to belong. You yeah. do, you do. Yeah. But then where does it's that... fundamental human need. Yeah. How, mm. how do you not take that into a life journey scenario? Mm. Because mm. then all you're going to be doing is pleasing what everyone else wants, thinks you should be doing. So I guess it's in a dinner scenario, mm. it's great, and you can, you can keep the social lubrication going, but it's formed a personality trait in this person, and I've I'm, I'm, found that she's lost direction in her life because whoever the loudest person in the room is, she will just agree, oh, yes, I should do that. Oh, yes, I should now do that. Oh, yes, I should now. And she's not going to... She's all over the place. So that's... Try not to tie your commercial success to, 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 a, to, to your failure or your successes. I, so That's an... Yeah. It's one many of us get caught in. I, I believe... Leave, I'm going to leave that... For... Yep. Um, the other thing I will say, and I've had experience of this... Um, when you complete a task, and if you allocate yourself 12 months to complete or six months to complete a task, um, it will take you six months. If you give yourself six months to lose five kilos, it will take you six months. If you give yourself a month to lose five kilos, it will take you a month. It will take you as long as you've given yourself to do it. So if you mm. want to lose weight, if you want to find love, if you want to start a business, if you want to have a certain amount of turnover, if you want to see your grandkids more or whatever it is, if you go, oh, in a year's time, things will be – like it will take you that long. You've psychologically primed yourself to it taking that long. So if you want faster results, I would shorten the deadline and mm -hmm. say, I know people in the world have lost five kilos in, in, a, in a month. It's a kilo and a half a week for crying out loud. You can do this. But some people will say, oh, by Christmas, I should be at 54 kilos. Now I'm at 59. And it will take you till Christmas. And then you'll drink and you'll have chocolate and you'll have wine and you'll have, oh, I've got five, And then the four, last no. five weeks. And the last five weeks, you're cramming, cramming, cramming. And then you're like, crap, I didn't make it. By half a kilo. Yeah. So that would be, so, so if, you, if you want to do something, give yourself a, a time frame and that way you've set yourself a goal. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my last thing is, um, and this is something that's been very important to me as I've 
kind of gone forward is I've found it hard to find good people that I can share my journey with because there are a lot of talkers out there that talk a big game about living their life and living their purpose and living whatever. But then if you see that the actions that they take on, it doesn't reflect what they say. So for me, like Sam might not realise it, but you know my friendship with Sam goes far beyond because I see Sam's journey. I see your journey, Karen, um, and people that you've interviewed. And I'm like people that have actually said yes and put action steps inside that thought process very hard to do. So finding a mentor, finding someone that you can have a conversation with is so important because this is a lonely journey. Like you don't realise it. Most people will not embark on it because it is too damn hard mm. to create the framework, to do the, to put in the time, to get up early, to realise Sam's five S's and do it, not just have it as a, a sticker on the wall. Like do the stuff that you said you're going to do to get where you want to be. Most people are inherently lazy. They, they do not want to do it. The people that aren't lazy are the ones you see on pedestals, the Elon Musks of the world, the Steve Jobs of the world, uh, people that have actually... Mm sacrificed for an ideal like so what do you want to sacrifice for so there i know it sounds a little bit long-winded but but they're the five areas that i've i keep working on for myself and i still fail at them um but the fact that i've got them there as a um as a guide because what drives you you've got to find out what drives you and then you've got to have framework to enable that drive that was some great advice. I've written it all down. Oh, I might okay. take some myself, actually. <laughs> Does it come with a pill? <laughs> yeah, if you've got that pill, you'll, you'll, uh, you can retire Well, tomorrow. I do work in pharmaceuticals. <laughs> oh, of course so I'll have you to do. get someone to make it. So um, <laughs> yeah. we, we are running out of time drastically, and I have loved every minute of this. Sam, what is the best advice you've ever been given and by whom? Okay, the best advice ever given um, is by my daughter. Um, she was uh, the age of six, and uh, she didn't know she was giving me this advice, and I'll tell the story of how I learned this from her. So one day, it was a uh, hot summer day like the one we're enjoying today, and I said, look, I'm going to take you to the beach. We went to Bondi Beach. We got there nice and early, and we spent the whole morning splashing around at the shore, and she was this skinny little 18-kilogram thing <laughs> who was fighting the waves and having fun and doing cartwheels. Then we had a break for lunch. Then we went back in the water again uh, for another four hours. You know, kids have endless energy, right? Um, and it was five o'clock and I said, sweetie, I think we will go home. She said, oh, do we, do we have to? I said, yeah, let's go home. So we're driving home. And, you know, when you, uh, when you spent the whole day at the beach, your body's just melting and just nothing more. I just wanted to have an early dinner, early night. So we drive into the garage and um, we get out of the car and she gets out of the back seat where she was sitting and straight for her bike. And she said, daddy, daddy, I want to go for a bike ride now. And I said, oh, sweetie, aren't you hungry? Aren't you tired? Do you want to go inside first, get something? Because so I was a little bit annoyed because I have to supervise her, right? And she said, yes, yes, I want to go for a bike ride. And I said, okay, just give me a minute. I'll put the, uh, the bags inside. So I grabbed the bags from the back of the, uh, the car and I walked towards the internal garage door to put them down. As I'm walking... I mumbled to myself, honestly, kid, what are you running on? And she must have heard me and she said, I'm running on happiness, daddy. And it just floored me. I remember, you know, I turned around and I thought, what's a wisdom in that? You know, like it, um, it's, just, it's just amazing. There's so much purity because I, I thought about it and I thought we do run on happiness. You know, imagine the last time you were at a wedding or at a party and you were dancing, you know, you could go all night because we run on happiness when we're happy. So out of that, the best advice she ever gave me was, and she continues to give me that advice and reminds me of it, and she does not know that. And, and if I'm working too many long hours, I get home, how was your day, blah, blah, blah. She said, 
Yeah, that, but did you do anything fun today? Did you have fun? Because she knows, you know, I had a propensity to be a workaholic. So, like, for people that are listening, I guess, you know, the, the best advice I've ever been given is to make sure that you have fun. And um, that was the, um, uh, the advice that I learned from my daughter. The best advice ever. I've read many books. And that has changed my life. You know, ever since at that age, I made it a priority to have fun in all my interactions, even in business meetings. We could be giving a presentation to a major bank and I'll slip in a, a fun slide in there to make everyone laugh. Yeah, it's or, important. Yeah, or I'll just be relaxed and, um, uh, you know, or, or dance in the office, you know. Whatever it is that turns you on, you've got to pursue that and, uh, you know, don't apologise for I was going the to ask quest you, of having fun. I was going to ask, I was going to ask Sam a question. Um, do you think, Sam, because it came from someone so dear to your heart, Mm. that the potency was increased? Like if someone at work said, Sam, you should run on a bit of happiness, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. So yeah, look, I, because it was her that said it? I, I, I listen more carefully when yep. it's really young people yep. or older people yep. because yep. older people have perspective yep. And, yep. Uh, and young people have purity. Yes. Uh, so I really take notice uh, of what they say. And... Out of that message also comes this advice for parents that are listening now. If you have kids and the worst thing you can do, right, is if, you know, uh, you know I hear parents say, you know, uh, Sally, stop eating those cookies, you're going to get fat. Or Tommy, get off that uh, iPad, you're, you're going to damage your eyesight. Let me tell you, the emotional damage you're doing to your kids, it's far worse than the physical damage of eating a damn cookie or being on the iPad. Now, I'm not saying eating too many cookies is... Good. Yeah, is good. But if you're, you know, baby Sally or, you know, your little girl, Sally, growing up now associating guilt every time she eats a cookie, mm. she gets in her 30s and she's eating a cookie and she's thinking, why am I feeling bad? I need to go get therapy, right? Why am I feeling... This because there's this subconscious uh, that's being programmed. Mm. So that message of we run on happiness means that sometimes you need to prioritize your happiness ahead of diet and ahead of exercise. If you see a chocolate piece of cake and you're on a gluten-free diet because some Instagram model told you to be, enjoy the damn cake mm. and get on the dance floor and dance because your happiness is far more important than the mm. physical. Mm. Harry, is there one piece of advice that you've been given mm-hmm. um, that you want to share today and who gave that the best piece of advice to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it was my, my darling wife um, uh, and it was not that long ago and where I was doing that horrible comparison trap thing and she said to me, she said, Baz, she said, stay in your lane. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, and you know it's so true. The analogy of driving. Yes, yeah, man. It. Like well, I do it all the time. Like I look at the lane next to me. Where are we at? We're driving, right? And we're looking all around us when we're driving because we're considerate drivers. So we are looking, but um, the whole idea is don't look at what the guy's doing next to you. Don't look at what the person's doing. Or stay in your lane. And that also mm. relates a little bit to what Sam said to his friend to get rid of the social media. It's like you know because social media takes you into every other person's lane. Exactly. Well, it's easier to listen to what Barry just said by eliminating yeah. the, the, the images of comparison. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah, stay in your lane. Barry, you mentioned um, a quote mm-hmm. that you received today mm-hmm. that really resonated with you. Would you mind sharing that? Uh, absolutely. And, and, and this comes from being of service to other people. Mm. So uh, this is a message from the Holy uh, Holy Father, Pope Francis. He said, Rivers do not drink their own water. Trees do not eat their own fruit. The sun does not shine on itself. And flowers do not spread their fragrance for themselves. Living for others is a rule of nature. We are all born to help each other. No matter how difficult it is, life is good when you are happy, but much better when others are happy because of you. Let us all remember that um, in every changing colour of a leaf, there is a beautiful and ever-changing situation of life which is meaningful 
and both that you need clear vision on. So do not grumble or complain. Let us instead remember that pain is a sign that we are alive and problems are a sign that we are strong and prayer is a sign that we are not alone. If we can acknowledge these truths and condition our hearts and minds, our lives will be more meaningful, different and worthwhile. And I got that with perfect timing that I had to read. Yeah, it's yesterday. like those things that um, just drop in your lap when you need them the most. No mistakes. Like there are, mm, no, no mistakes. Absolutely. He's referencing the tree of charity there, which is a fundamental human need. Yeah. 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 Um, to my absolutely brilliant two guests today... Sam McCall and Barry Nicolau. And our beautiful host. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. you. Honestly, this is just, there's so much in this. There's like, I hardly came in with any questions. You guys just, um, you know how to shoot the breeze really well. (laughs) (laughs) With that, everyone, I hope you really take away a lot from this interview because I have, this has been a lesson like no other. So until next time. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Live out our dreams This treasure that you've got to find, baby, don't be shy. Let's go and take that ride. Taste the sweet and the spice, everything nice. Let your heart be alive, baby, just let your heart come alive, honey. Let your heart be alive.